Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And of course, if you are not subscribed already, what the heck are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get notifications for all the new episodes. Tell a friend. Make sure everyone knows about the Pack-A-Day podcast. But most importantly, thanks as always for being here. I'm really excited about today's episode. I wanted to do some sort of off-season recap. I didn't want to do like a play-by-play of like, remember back on February 13th when this happened and then on March 8th. Like Nobody wants that, right? But I wanted to look at where my grades were a season ago for the players that are no longer on the team. And I wanted to look at what players are primarily going to be taking their place and how did they grade from a season ago. And I wanted to sort of look at, all right, how does that sort of compare? Is this a team that on paper looks like they may have gotten a lot worse? Or is this a team that maybe stayed status quo? Did they get better? And here's the really interesting thing. Going into this, I had no idea how this was going to turn out. I think you're going to be extremely pleasantly surprised at my findings in this. And I think you're also, if you're looking for reasons for optimism, I think you're really going to get that from this episode as well. Now, a real quick tutorial on my grades. Remember, I grade every single player on every single play. I've been doing this since 2017. I've been using the exact same grading scale. There was a super slight change between 17 and 18, but basically been using the same grading scale all throughout the entirety of it. It's myself, me only, not a group of 100 graders. So I've been, it's the same person using the same grading scale, again, basically since 2017. Again, grading every packer on every single play on offense and defense and every single play I'm grading each player with anywhere from a negative two to a plus two. And obviously sort of, you know, most plays are going to be somewhere around neutral or average and are going to get a zero grade. But long story short, you don't necessarily need to know the numbers or anything like that. You're going to get the hang of it. But the big thing to take away is that, again, I've been doing this since 2017. I've been using the same grading scale. So some of this stuff is going to matter as we go through this. So clearly and obviously the biggest change this offseason is going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Rodgers gets shipped to the Jets. 
Jets. Jordan Love finally gets his opportunity to start. But I want to go through my Aaron Rodgers grades over the past four seasons because I think this is worth noting. And I've gone over this before, obviously, but four years ago, it was plus 15.15 grade and his uh, what first of the MVP seasons under Matt LaFleur had a plus 35.8 grade. His second MVP season under Matt LaFleur, a plus 21.05 grade. And then last year, and the in the off injured, you know, questionable, you know, supporting cast, if you will, you know, all of that going on last season, and just eight and nine, never gotten any rhythm. Last year, I had Aaron Rodgers graded as a zero point two grade, plus zero point two, so plus fifteen, plus thirty six, plus twenty one, plus point two, a significant drop off in my grade based on how I grade every player, every play, specifically the quarterback position here, this was a massive drop off from Aaron Rodgers. And again, we can go over those caveats, him having the injured thumb, him having the injured ribs, him working with a new supporting cast, no more Devontae Adams. We know the whole backstory, right? But if we just look at last season, there was a significant drop off in Aaron's performance. Yes, circumstances were part of that, but a neutral grade for Aaron is a massive difference than anything I have ever seen from him and anything that I've ever graded for him using that same scale. So this, while on paper, going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love seems like, oh, you're going from, you know, the four-time MVP and, you know, somebody that's played really well under Matt LaFleur has gone three 13-win seasons, two uh, NFC Championship games. Like, that that's a major change going from Rodgers to Love, and clearly it is. But if we just look at the final numbers from a season ago, Rodgers, again, had a plus 0.2 grade. For example, in a super small, you know, um, sample size for Jordan Love, in that handful of snaps that he played against Philly and just any other snap he got a season ago, he had a plus 0.55 grade. Now, clearly, that is not indicative of what Jordan Love is as a quarterback, good, bad, or indifferent. It's way too small of a sample size. Teams were not game planning for Jordan Love. It's a lot different to show you know, good quarterback play and a few throws. It's another to do it for a 17-game season, stay healthy, etc. So I'm not saying that Jordan Love was better than Aaron Rodgers a season ago. That's just simply not the case. Had Jordan Love had to play those same 17 games that Aaron Rodgers did, I'm pretty confident in the fact that Jordan Love probably would not have graded as well, even though Aaron had a plus 0.2 grade. But that being said, if you told me this year that Jordan Love ended with a plus 0.2 grade, I'd probably say that was rather disappointing. I think that he can actually do much better than that. So while this is going to be a transition, while this is going to be a challenge, while I think there is an opportunity for Jordan to have a much worse grade, we don't know what's going to happen. I actually think that there's a very good chance that Jordan has a better grade than what Aaron had from a season ago. And if you ultimately end up with a better grade, that usually is going to equate to a better quarterback play. If you get better quarterback play, it's usually going to equate to more wins, more victories, etc. So we will see. It is one small piece of the equation, but I think there's a really good chance that Jordan Love grades better in 2023 than what Aaron Rodgers did in 2022. Now, going position by position here, so we started at quarterback. Running back, there's been no major changes. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, still the main two primary backs. At wide receiver, some significant change, right? Sammy Watkins a season ago graded negative 3.65. Juwan Winfrey, negative 2, uh, 0.25. Amari Rogers, negative 1.5. 
Randall Cobb had a plus 0.2 grade, but certainly not enough to make up for a few of those other ones. Meanwhile, Alan Lazard had a plus 2.7 grade. So losing Lazard is definitely going to sting a little bit, but not having Sammy Watkins is a massive addition by subtraction. Randall Cobb was a net neutral player, so there's no major loss with losing Randall Cobb. And Winfrey and uh, Amari Rogers were negative graded players as well. So those five wide receivers as a whole, Watkins, Cobb, Lazard, Winfrey, Rogers, graded in the negative a season ago. Now, primarily taking their place is going to be Christian Watson getting more snaps. He had a plus 3.95 grade last year. Samore Toure had a plus 0.15 grade in just over 100 snaps. Romeo Dobbs is going to get more playing time. He had a negative 1.5 grade, but still much better than the Sammy Watkins. And at, you know, it was the same grade as Amari Rogers, but clearly Romeo Dobbs played much better. If you go on a per play basis, Amari was massively in the negative. Romeo, not anywhere near as much because he played way more snaps than Amari. But overall, you're expecting those three wide receivers to play even better this year in their second year than they did a season ago. Now, we don't know what we're going to get out of Jaden Reed or um, you know Dubose or Dontavian Wicks or anyone else, Bo Melton, that may end up ultimately playing snaps. And those players as rookies very well could end up grading in the negative as well. But the primary players that are going to be taking the Watkins, Cobb, Lazard snaps away are probably going to be Dobbs, Watson, and Toure. And I think that could ultimately be a positive as well. At the tight end position, this one's a little bit tougher. Now, Robert Tunyon, negative 2.25. That's a player that is probably going to be replaced by Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. And there's a very good chance that that position gets a significant upgrade and grades better. Now, the blocking is going to be huge. And what Musgrave and Craft can do as blockers is going to be a major work in progress, would be my guess. And even in route running, receiving, yes, the talent is there. But this is a very difficult position to learn, as we've discussed before. You also had Mercedes Lewis, who is one of the most consistent Green Bay Packers over the last few seasons, plus 4.25 grade. Now, clearly this is all blocking. He did not do much as a receiving threat, but they don't have that guy to take his place. And we've talked about in the past, maybe they end up using a sixth offensive lineman or something like that, but that is probably going to be a position that is going to just ultimately get worse from a blocking standpoint than what it was with not having Mercedes Lewis on the roster. So Mercedes Lewis, plus 4.25, Robert Tunyon, negative 2.25. The primary beneficiaries of playing time are going to be two rookies. That's probably going to have some bumps in the road. My guess is they probably grade a little bit in the negative at least, just because all the blocking stuff is probably going to not grade out very well. I'm sure there's going to be some bumps when the, you know, just in the receiving game as well. But I think they can potentially outperform Tunyon. It's just how can you replace that blocking in Mercedes Lewis? Meanwhile, Josiah DeGuara, the real major, you know, holdover from a season ago, he had a plus 0.9 grade. He could see some significant snaps and that could certainly help as well. And if he's able to continue what he did with more snaps, then you could end up with a plus positive player there as well in Josiah DeGuara. So Goner, Lewis, and Tunyon combined, they graded in the positive because of Mercedes grade. But I am very intrigued, as I'm sure most of you are as well, with what Kraft and Musgrave and even Josiah DeGuara, maybe even a Tyler Davis for a handful of snaps here or there, are going to be able to bring to the table in 2023. That brings us to the, uh, the to the defensive line, easy for me to say. Dean Lowry, negative 1.05 grade a season ago. Jerron Reed, plus 0.75. Those two players, a slight net negative combined. Now, the primary replacements for those two players are going to be TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt. You can expect both of those players are going to be playing significantly more snaps from what they did a season ago. 
TJ Slayton, plus 0.3 last year. Devontae Wyatt, plus 0.9. Both of those players graded in the positive and combined graded out better than what Lowry and Jerron Reed did, granted in a much smaller sample size. So if Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton can take a jump, you're expecting that they're going to be able to outperform what Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry did a season ago. Even if they did take a jump, I think that ultimately could be the case. Now, the question then remains is Slayton and Wyatt played, you know, probably what, around 500-ish snaps a season ago. Those snaps now go to the rookies, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, maybe a Jonathan Ford. Are those players able to grade the plus 1.2 that Slayton and Wyatt did a season ago? My guess is probably not that there's a little bit of a decrease there, but I still think overall the loss of Lowry and Reed for the additional snaps of Slayton and Wyatt, I think that can be a net positive for Green Bay as well. Inside linebacker, Chris Barnes is gone. He had a negative 0.55 grade. It's more Quay, more Devondre, maybe a little bit more Isaiah McDuffie. I don't think there's any major concern with that at all. At corner, Eric Stokes, the injury issue, how much time is he going to miss? But he had a negative 3.65 grade a season ago. I think there's a really good chance if he does play that he can at least play better than what he did a season ago. We'll see how he recovers from that Liz Frank injury. But if he doesn't, I'm very much confident in the fact that guys like Eric, excuse me, uh, Razul Douglas and Keyshawn Nixon can grade better than what Eric did a season ago with his negative 3.65 grade when he was actually in there and healthy. At safety, Adrian Amos was a negative 3.75 grade last year. So that is another player who did not play well. And you're hoping that the replacement this year can outperform the negative 3.75 of last year. Rudy Ford is probably the one that has the most to gain from a playing time standpoint. He had a plus 0.45 grade in his snaps a season ago. Now, do I think Rudy Ford is as good as Adrian Amos? No, but do I think he can come close to playing at least at the level that Amos did a season ago, if not better? Yeah, I think so, because Amos just had a poor season last year. That was really one of the themes of last year is just guys underperforming and not playing to their level. But if you go position by position with the players that Green Bay lost, you're not super concerned about the grades that they had a season ago. Just to recap, gone, Aaron Rodgers plus 0.2, Sammy Watkins negative 3.65, Randall Cobb plus 0.2, Jawan Winfrey negative 0.25, Amari Rodgers negative 1.5, Mercedes Lewis plus 4.25, that one certainly stings a little bit, Robert Tunyon negative 2.25, Dean Lowry negative 1.05, Jerron Reed plus 0.75, Chris Barnes negative 0.55, and Adrian Amos negative 3.75. I'm not going to make you add that all up in your head, but total in combined a negative 7.60 grade for the players that they lost. So you are losing negative grades. Now, that doesn't just ultimately mean that, well, they lost negative 7.6 in grades. That means they're going to be better than they were a season ago. The players taking their spots are still going to have to outperform what those players put on tape and on the field a season ago. And clearly Jordan Love and some of the rookies, are. there's going to be a learning curve and some you know struggles along the way. So that's going to be something that you know, maybe they, it's worse. Maybe it's a lot worse than negative 7.6. There's no guarantee that it's going to be better, but there certainly is a real opportunity. If you would have said that all those guys combined and Aaron Rodgers had his plus 35 points, whatever season, like that in and of itself, you're just, you're probably not getting anywhere close to that, even if all the replacements are really good. But if you look at what they put on tape and again, on the field a season ago, it was nowhere near that. In fact, those players that they lost were in the negative. So even if these rookies and you know, um, you know, the replacement players are somewhere near neutral, that actually is an improvement from where things were at a season ago. 
Now, the two free agents that they brought in, I, I unfortunately did not have the opportunity to go through and grade every play for Tavarius Moore and Jonathan Owens from a season ago. But Tavarius Moore, per PFF, was a net neutral player. So he would have graded, if, if everything were apples to apples with my system, right around a 0.00 grade. And Jonathan Owens at a 48.3 grade, which probably would have been somewhere between a negative three and a negative five for me. But we don't know if Owens and Moore are even going to make the team, much less have any real impact on the roster in 2023 and on the field in 2023 because of the competition at safety. So we'll see if those guys make an impact. If so, I'm not expecting anything huge out of them, but even still, the negative three, the zero for Tavarius Moore could potentially grade out better than what Adrian Amos did in 2020, uh, 2022. Excuse me. So I think there's some opportunity there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Now, clearly, it's not just overall that simple. As I mentioned, the players that are replacing those players are going to have to outperform the players that left in free agency and trade, etc. Uh, this offseason. But I think there's one more reason to really be excited and maybe think that Green Bay has a lot more on the table that they're able to achieve than the 8-9 and nine record that they had from a season ago. Aaron Jones, I just want to go through uh, some of the veterans here and some of the players that have been on the team for multiple seasons and just show you that they, they were nowhere near their high-end play that we've seen them play in Green Bay. For example, Aaron Jones a season ago, plus 5.25 season. That's great. His best season that I've graded, 
plus 14.75, almost three times as good. A.J. Dillon, his year last year, plus 1.85, totally fine season. His best season was the year before that, plus 5.70, over double uh, what his grade was a season ago. David Bakhtiari, now obviously coming back from injury, had a plus 4.05 grade. Great grade, no questions about it. But his best grade I've ever given him, plus 14.9. That's a plus over 10 difference. Now, we'll see if Bakhtiari can get back to full health, but there is a level that he can reach clearly that he just wasn't able to a season ago from coming back from that injury. Elton Jenkins, same thing, right? Negative 0.45 grade a season ago. His best grade, plus 8.95. The year, I think it was the year before that, maybe two years before that. I forget which one it was, but it was two years before that. Plus 8.95. Josh Myers last year, negative 4.15. As a rookie, he had a plus 0.1 grade. Much, much better. John Runyon Jr., negative 2.15 last year. His best year, plus 3.65. Kenny Clark, plus 4.25 last year. His best year, plus 13.1. Preston Smith, negative 2.45, his best year, plus 10.40. Rashawn Gary was on pace for a plus 8.3 season uh, last year, which would have been his best, but because his season got cut short, he had a, only a plus 4.4 grade. Devondre Campbell, negative 1.7 a season ago. The year before that, when he was a first-team All-Pro, plus 5.70. Jair Alexander last year, plus 0.8, his best season, plus 13.55. Eric Stokes, negative 3.65. As a rookie, he was plus 1.25. Razul Douglas, negative uh, 1.0. The year before that, when he burst on the scene, plus 6.10. Darnell Savage last year, negative 5.2. His best season in 2020, plus 4.65. Jones, Dillon, Bach, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Clark, Smith, Gary, Campbell, Alexander, Stokes, Douglas, Savage. We have seen all of them in Green Bay Packer uniforms play ridiculously better than what we saw in 2022. There's a level that all those players can reach that is so much better than what we saw in the 8-9 and nine season last year. Now, it's going to take all of them playing to the level that they're capable of, and clearly Bakhtiari just may not ever be able to reach quite the level that he was capable of. Kenny Clark, there may be just not maybe the the same thing. Just He's had, uh, what, seven, eight years of wear and tear, 800, 900 snaps per season. There may be some of those, Preston Smith the same, that just are never going to maybe quite reach that level. But I think all of the players that I just named are more than capable of playing much better than what they did in 2022. The total for all those players, again, Jones, Dylan, Bach, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Clark, Smith, Gary, Campbell, Jair, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, and Darnell Savage. The total for that group a season ago, some of the best players on this team, negative 0.15. Their best seasons combined, plus 111.10. Talk about a difference. You want to know why last year was eight and nine and some of the other years were 13 and three? There's a massive difference in the way that the best players on this team and even some of the good to average players on this team played a season ago. There was a massive step back. Now, no guarantee that all of them play any better. Some of them could play worse. Some of them will ultimately play worse. Some will play better. But there is still a lot of talent on this team and a lot of talent that we have seen play at a much higher level in the last three, four, five seasons, three, four seasons, really. So I think there is a lot of potential. If you look at what was lost from a season ago, it was a negative grade, the players that were lost. Can the players that replace them at least break even on that and be better? I think so. If you look at all the players that I just named, negative 0.15 a season ago, 
Their best seasons combined, plus 111.10. There is a huge, huge opportunity for those players to play better than they did a season ago. And you know the record last year? Eight and nine, one game out of the playoffs. So yes, a ton is going to be on Jordan Love. A lot is going to be on how Rashawn Gary returns from his injury. A lot will be which players do they lose to injury. A lot will be on rookies playing their first time in the NFL, probably a significant amount of snaps. A lot's going to be on the second year players taking a jump from where they were a season ago. There's going to be a lot of inexperience. There's going to be a lot of players playing together on the same team for the same time, or at least getting significant snaps together for the same time. Some of that rhythm and cadence is just going to take a little bit of time to develop. But what we saw last year just wasn't very good. And do I think the players on this roster are capable of beating what we saw from a season ago from just players returning, players that are new, just being better than the negative grades that were lost from a season ago? I don't think it's that far off. And again, last year, eight and nine. If they just play a little bit better, you're talking nine and eight, 10 and seven, and a real opportunity to make the playoffs. Do I think that that's ultimately just going to easily be the case? I don't. But I do think that there is still a ton of talent on this team that has a much better level of performance that they can reach than what was put on the field in 2022. And I think that should give Packer fans a lot of hope moving forward. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining me. I will be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.